Craft Beer Radio, episode 235, on January 19th, 2013. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are doing an IPA show. That's right, we're getting hoppy. Whatever bubbles, bubbles up. Indeed. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to, uh, to do a hoppy show in the middle of winter. We can I do that. Like, you know, Greg uh, went shopping at Vintage Estates, and you know, we have a bunch of IPAs. Not a bunch. A few IPAs here. Oh, but Gusher can. Gusher can. That's not good. All right, so <laughs> have to go get a towel. Smells good. My desk smells beery mm. and hoppy. and It could have just been shaken up, so. Really? I mean, then. Not smelling anything off right away. It smells very good. I'm gonna get a towel. So, talk. Are those towels right there? Huh. Not those sure are good I towels. Use those towels. Well, as Jeff is getting a towel, uh, I will give you some of the stats on this beer, which I don't have much, unfortunately, because they don't have a lot. This is from Two Brothers Brewing Company, which is in Illinois. They have uh, a website, but it, it's one of those off, not very well updated websites. So the best information I have from this comes from Beer Advocate, 6.3% alcohol by volume American IPA. All right. Wiped up. In a can. A red and black can. I didn't... I don't think I knew that Two Brothers had a canning line. Again, everyone is able to get canning lines these days, yeah. and lots of breweries are doing it, but I didn't know Two Brothers had it, so that's... The gusher was kind of concerning, though. I'm trying to see if I can smell anything off. And it's, it has a good hoppy smell. It has a juicy hop smell. Yes. You know, it has a good malt backbone in there. So, you know, it's almost one of those hop candy type things. It doesn't smell, you know, vinegary like or you know acetone. It smells like something a, a little reminiscent of some of the new how, I, how high alphas, maybe like citron or something along those lines. A little, something, uh, you know, not, not centennial or cascade, not classic. Citra. Citra. Yeah, it could be something along those, one of those really fruity ones, something like that. Big head, uh, poured with a really big head. Yeah, well, it, it was shaken up or, or something. Well, it tastes clean. Yeah. Yeah, there's no infection. Maybe it was just over-primed or something like that. Maybe that's why it was a gusher. It's got, uh, it's got real, real sweetness to Weird it. Weird thing is it doesn't taste highly carbonated. Yeah, well, maybe it just... Because it got all of it out, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that it's interesting. The okay, so I'm, I was trying to play this game with myself to see if I could describe an IPA while somebody who didn't like IPAs was drinking it, like while my mother was drinking it. So, so I could take her along the steps. Okay. So instead of just tasting, oh, I taste bitter. Um, you know, see what picked that. Now, what, what I did with this is, though, I, I picked one of my favorite beers. I picked uh, Two Hearted. So I know those flavors really well. So I was able to at least talk myself through them. Okay. I'm trying to figure out if I can do that with this one. So give me a chance here. So I'm getting out of this one. It has... Oh, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I want to I want to not use... Oh, it's hoppy. Or, you know... But it, it does remind me... Of kind of that Midwest hop profile, almost you know, like a you know something from Bell's, something from Three Floyds, something from you know that that region. I don't know. It just 
this kind of rings a bell with those kinds of flavors for some reason. I think maybe it's the malt that you know the malting and how they're using the malts as opposed to West Coast or East Coast or something like that. It's hard to say exactly, but it just feels that way. It has a big, juicy, bready. Um, bready's not really the right word, but there's a maltiness there. But it's kind of um, I don't know, cake-like or something. You know, it's sweeter. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to focus on the various different parts of your tongue and what they're tasting. Uh, as we know, the tongue is the same, uh, the same taste buds everywhere, but how you breathe in air affects how you taste, and you get a vortex of air, essentially. So in the front, you taste more sweet, generally, and in, in, on the sides, you almost taste salty. But the first thing I taste is, is something reminiscent of, remember those, those uh, caramel candies with, uh, with the cream inside? Okay, yeah. The cream? There's, it, it, Are you well, talking about the cream in particular? It, well, or? yeah, it's, it's that sweetness okay. uh, from, from those candies. Mm-hmm. So that comes at the front of your tongue. In the back of your tongue, there, there's, there's a bitter edge, kind of uh, orangey, kind of, kind of a, a strong orange with a bit of pith. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on your sides where, like I said, it, it almost tastes salty, almost tastes kind of briny. Yeah, there's um, it definitely has a very fruity hop in it, and Citra might be a pretty good guess. I've had a couple other Citra beers, and it seems kind of similar to this. Um, it's a good drinker for sure. It's uh, I, I like it. You know, it's not too bitter. Mm-hmm. You can taste some bitterness, but really, it's just hop flavor, and it's a, it's a, it's a. It's a sweet, you know, it's not a very dry beer, and, you know, it leaves a lot of um, great flavors in your mouth. Even You actually get some of the the fruity flavors much later in a taste than you mm-hmm. typically do with an IPA, where you get fruity flavors, but it usually goes more herbal or something, or bitter towards Deep, the end. Deeper bitter. This one keeps the fruit for, like, almost the whole you know time of the beers in your mouth. The, the malt gives a Italian bread-like flavor. Something, you know, crusty and, and and white, but not quite not going all the way far, all the way over to French bread, but not doughy either, not sourdough, but just sort of a, a, a more neutral, white, easy, gluteny bread. I got an email the other day from a new listener, from Vincent. He had a question about saving beers, or he phrases phrases it in an interesting way. And that is, he talks about how he has, you know, Friday nights, he has some friends over and they drink a few beers. And he's had a couple of times where he hasn't been able to finish the beer, you know, like at the end of the night, and kind of feels a little wasteful. He's like, oh, I can't, oh, I really want to drink that beer, but I can't. And he asked us for suggestions of beers to have at the end of the night that are still good, but aren't. I guess I guess what he was asking for beers that are good but aren't special and he won't feel bad about not finishing them. I'm not sure I have a great answer for that. What I do have the I think what a good answer is is the Xylus, the stoppers yeah. that we use. Um I'm gonna put a link up, you know, through our Amazon affiliate, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I'll put a link to Xylus to a Xylus um listing on through our Amazon affiliate page. These are these little rubber stoppers you can put in the neck of a beer bottle and they do a really good job of sealing up the beer um any any stopper will do 
the Xylus does a, is a really good job of, of making the seal right. It's, I mean, yeah, it's so much better than, yeah. or it's so much easier than recapping. But I, I do want to put the caveat that, you know, two or three days is really the maximum you want to push, particularly a, a big hoppy beer. Uh, it depends how much headspace there is in the bottle. Yeah, for hoppy beers. But, you know, some of them, if the bottle is mostly, you know, half full or more than half full, I'll put a Xylus in. Now, the next time you crack it, you want to finish it. You don't want to drink some and save it for more. That's not really going to work so well. But uh, I've had really good success with, you know, yeah. saving beers with the Xylus stopper. It's a, it's a bit like a growler in a sense, right? You're mm-hmm. You're keeping your beer in relatively stable situation so there's going to be no air that's what the xylus is good at i mean like if you put a cork in there air is going to come out yeah we actually have a growler on the table tonight and it's um try to be gentle with the spear keep it cool and out of light and as best as you can until you're ready to drink it and um there's another sentence here that says um you know it'll be best if you drink it all in one session um he doesn't really say about sealing it up and reusing it the next day but yeah, if if the beer is more than ha- like if it's ideally two thirds full, put the cap on real tight, and you know you could come back to it one more time. You know, yeah. within three, you know, next day's best. You know, time is ticking. Then, yeah. you know, if you drank one or two pints out of a growler, put the cap on tight, and put it in the fridge, you could come back to it maybe four or five days later and finish it, but. Again, every day that goes by, you're you're giving something up. I mean, we don't. Zylus isn't your only option. If you happen to have, you know, if you're a home brewer, you have a, a capping mechanism. We we did capping before. You can cap yeah. your beers, and that does the same. And it does it's effectively the same thing. The Zylus works in all the different yeah. bottles. The Zylus is, is is really easy. You know, it, it'll work in the champagne style bottles. It'll work in so convenient too. Yeah, they're reusable. They don't go bad. So, as I said before, you know, I need to kind of contact them and see if they'll sponsor the show because it'd be it'd be perfect it'd be because i mean it's a product that we really i mean it's one of the best beard you know like i don't tools i don't recommend any kind of opener i don't recommend any <laughs> kind of catcher well that was fun i <laughs> yeah. still use it you know the decap and catcher they uh we had a affiliate thing through them you know a little discount for listeners for a while um it was an expensive product with the magnets that were in it but um now, I don't recommend openers, but the Xylus, I recommend the Xylus, and I recommend the Spielglau glasses. You yeah. know, those are the two products that are, you know, they're craft beer radio approved. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were just drinking the Outlaw from Two Brothers Brewing Company, Outlaw Ipa. Uh, you know, to, uh, for Vincent's other question about, like, <laughs> beers to use at the end of the night that are good, but you don't feel bad about pouring them out, oh, that's a hard question. It's like, where do you draw that line, you know? Yeah, I mean... It, I would say, okay, go for – if you're going to do that, then support a local brewery. If you're going to just drink beer to throw out, then at least buy you know, a six-pack of the local brewery to do that as opposed to buy you know, something. So you know, I would say if you're around here, you know, support Trogues or something like that. Buy, buy, uh, you know, something else that's equally ready. Say if you're a hophead, right, you can get a case of – Sam Adams Latitude 48 or something like that. A that's pretty not, good that's price. That's generally not, unless you're in Boston and you're not really supporting a local <coughs> brewery. Well, but you can get that for, uh, I'm taking a different angle, right? You can get that for a good price and it's plentiful. So you wouldn't feel bad about wasting it, right? You know, so that kind of beer, something that's plentiful and reasonably priced. But I would say, you know, 
especially if you're doing the big bottles, get some, get a couple xylus and, and seal those puppies. I would up. say like in a trogues, what's what's hop? Uh, what's their amber? Hop back amber. Yeah, hop back amber. I think would be you know a, that'd be a good example because you know you're not going to necessarily feel bad about wasting it, but you're also going to you know, but it's it, it's a good beer. It it will you mm-hmm. know, and if you do throw out a can, a, a you know, if you if you buy a six pack, you're helping trogues even if you do throw out maybe half a bottle sure. or so. Something. Plentiful and and you know not premium priced. Mm-hmm. I guess would be what you're looking for. But All right. why waste the beer when you can recap it? So our well, xyluses will not work on cans. That is a very good point. Uh, our next beer is a canned beer, another canned beer. But they do. There is a stopper for so. There is a can cap thing for soda pop. Really? I've seen it, yeah. It would probably work for this, too. I I don't remember how it, like, but it, it keeps pressure in or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of those you it, pump? It, it, I don't think it's a pump. It, it snaps on the top, and it gives you, like, a screw cap. Like, so it, it's more like drinking from a bottle or something. Okay. Potentially. Okay. But I remember them marketing saying you can save your your canned soda like you can save your bottled soda, so... I can see that. Uh, that's not craft beer radio approved. Ding! Yet. <laughs> so, uh, in Chicago, Revolution Beer Company exists, and they have Anti-Hero IPA. This is a 6.5% alcohol, uh, alcohol by volume, uh, IBU 70 India Pale Ale, from some kind of hops and... Some, some kind, kind of, of malt. malt. <laughs> they don't tell me. I thought they did, but they don't. I stopped at Revolution when we were out there. Uh, good lineup, lots of beers. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know if they have another facility. We stopped at the one brew pub, and uh, yeah, their their whole design is very. Um, I don't know how would you describe it. It's just, it's communistic or well, it, it's uh, propaganda. It's propaganda. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah or. It's, 50s and 60s propaganda posters, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, their their logo is, you know, a fist, like, you yeah. know, a Stalin fist type thing. And, like, on Antihero, there's a guy in a military uniform, and uh, Antihero has a an eye patch. He's a hop. It's a hop. He's a hop head. His right. head is a hop cone right. with an eye patch on. He's a four-star hop head. They, they call the color a brilliant copper. Um... Uh, Golden. I'd go more golden. golden, yeah. And profile, they say, an American hop assault. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you can smell that. So, yeah, I mean, this one, how's this one compared to the different one? The other one was so fruity. Yeah. You know, this one is a little more this is grassy, a little more piney to it. That That's Cascade or Centennial. It's one of the two. It's... I would say there might be some Centennial, but I also think there's, you know, maybe a little bit of Warrior or something like that. Warrior Tomahawk or something like that. Well. And why do I say that? Let me try to let me try to back that up yes. with, you know, descriptors. Why would I pick that? Oh, you know what? Yeah, there's something uh, a little, hmm, how can I put this? A little, a little earthy. Just a, a bit of, of real deep resin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh. Not quite pine like a schnook can be, but there, there's a little bit of sappiness in there. Uh, or, or, you know, it actually, you know, it reminds me more of like a, a bark or something like that, like a, a tree bark, like a... Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
But you know the tree bark. That's that's not oh, a big for part. Sure. The oh, big- it's definitely there. There's that. That is not a cascade. Fl- I mean, it's cascade in there for Roma, but that's a deep, high alpha hop going on. There's this is what we were kind of I guess mm-hmm. more expecting out of these uh, IPAs that the, the outlaw was was a lot sweeter, and this is more. This is more. Grassy and and uh, and pile of leaves type stuff. You know, like I mentioned last time, where that last one seemed to feel like a Midwest IPA. This one feels West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, this one doesn't have the same old backbone. This is a hop forward. You know, the hops lead in this one for sure. There's um, there's a bit of that green stink. <laughs> green stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think we hit a new record for vagueness there. <laughs> it's it's a kind of uh, uh, it's it's a kind of hop on overdrive flavor, where they're really really accentuating the hops so much that it 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 almost feels like they they took hops, and you know, after the beer was done, took some more hops, put them in in water, got them wet, and then just squeezed <laughs> them out into the beer to get even more just hop stuff in there. It it, it almost feels like an overload. It's it's. This is very West Coast in that fashion, and that's sort of the green. It comes, mm-hmm. it comes to my mind. The picture in my head is of this, and the can is is helping because it's all green. Right. The picture in my head is of this sort of like like adding like a green liquid to <laughs> it, just as, <laughs> and and it it weighs down the feeling on your tongue. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to put more words to this, but it it doesn't have any. It doesn't have many food compare like food flavor comparisons. You know, it, it's more it's more environmental smells and flavors. Yes, you know? it's more of that outdoors. The, the you know the agricultural type things. You know, the grass, the, the pine trees, the pineapples. You know, things like oh, you know, even not really pineapple, but there's a little. No, I guess, is there citric? Let me go back to this and make sure I'm not throwing out words to hear myself there's talk. the same kind of bitterness uh maybe not to the, quite the same scale but the same kind of bitterness that you taste if you just take a, a fresh hop and put it into your mouth and just start chewing on it you're gonna get this this same kind of bitter stuff on it, your tongue yeah there's it, i was thinking about that a little bit ago does this taste like a wet hopped beer or like chewing on hops like greg just mentioned and that those kind of beers and doing that it it gives you a how can i describe this uh the hops are more gritty that way. It's almost like you actually like feel the texture of the loop, 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 loop. Why can't I say that right now? My tongue is not working the right. I can't pull my tongue the right way. Loop, 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 loop. Oh my god, I can't say it right now. I never had problems saying that word before. Loop, 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 loop. There you go. I, man, that was weird. Um, it's almost like you can taste the texture of that stuff in those wet hop beers and things like. Fresh hop beers. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> Call back. Um, <laughs> We're doing an a, <clears throat> array of five-year-old callbacks yes, on yes. the shows recently. Sorry, Tom, about calling them wet hop beers. Um, but this tastes... It has some of that flavor, but it doesn't have that texture. You know, it, yeah, no, it, certain it people will it, know what it, I'm talking about, but... I, I don't know if if texture is or, or grainy is, is necessarily the way I would put it, but it, it's... It, it's verging close to, to how I put it. So 
it's, it's on the same rough track. Maybe grainy is not the right word because of grains used to make beer. Right. Let's call it gritty. Or, but gritty, but grainy is finer than grit. So yeah. that's why I say grainy because it's not coarse like a grit. Maybe you know? maybe more stucco. I'm, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, texture wise, what's going on here. Stone ground. Right. Right. Yeah. A little. You know, some big bumps and some little ones. But this, oh, like saying this doesn't have that that gritty, grainy type. No, but texture. it does have the deep hop. Yeah, bitterness and deep resiny notes that you that you do get. So it, it it's kind of a healthy middle. I'm curious as to how they made it because it's interesting to get this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Or you know, and I'm curious as to what hops they use besides just an American. It's, it's hop not you know it's not overpoweringly bitter. I, the first couple of sips, I'm like, oh, this is you know pretty much you know pretty significantly more bitter than the last beer. But you know, it's not weighing on your palate. It's not building up as you drink it. It's pretty fresh and every t- every sip is pretty much the same as the previous one. It's not like it's building and building and like you're getting like oh, oh bitter. Yeah, the more the more I'm drinking, the more I'm getting uh sort of the pithy stuff and and almost a lemon in the aftertaste. Yeah, I just had my last little sip and when you said lemon you know, I almost tasted you know, a little bit of grapefruit juice there, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, it was actually coming back home to some of those more classic, you know, sea hops, you know, and uh, got a little bit of grapefruit juice type acidity and whatnot in the last. So, flight had an effect on this because we had we went from a sweet one to a deeply bitter one, mm-hmm. and the the contrast really it would have been hard to make a contrast more uh, more strong because it was just deeply contrasting flavors. Even though same style, this is the this is the um, the beauty and the curse of IPA is is that you can make them any any way you like and still fit in with the style. Yeah, the 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 width, the breadth of American IPA mm-hmm. is miles wide. Where another style like Irish Red or Dortmunder doesn't have nearly right the tolerance for variation. And, and so that, that makes it so that you will generally like a lot of IPAs, but there will be some that will, that, you know, you won't know by label, but they just won't do it for you. Whereas I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if you like a Doppelbach, you're going to like pretty much all Doppelbachs. Mm, all good ones. How about that? <laughs> all good Doppelbachs. <laughs> There's a fair amount of variation, but it, it's almost like variation in Doppelbox is like variation in barley wines, you know, even yeah. less than variation in barley wines. But I mean, there's still significant, there's significant differences in you know, different Doppelbox. Next one is the More Brown Than Black IPA. This is one of these stone collaboration brews. Uh, they did this with uh, the Alchemist Waterbury in Vermont and Ninkasi Brewing in Oregon. Stone is, of course, in San Diego. Alcohol by volume is 7.4%. And there is, let's see, there's resources on the Stone blog. Let's see if I can find. So these three-way collaborations they do, they typically take attributes from each one of the brewery's beers. Like, you know, like being more brown than black. I'm guessing that Sublimely Self-Righteous has some characteristics that it shares with this right and then Nkasi probably has you know one of their beers had you know take some they take some of the characteristics from one of their beers and put it into this one that's typically how they do these 
So, uh, 7.4% ADIBUs, Malta with Maris Otter Pale, Light Munich, Carafa 3 Special Dark, it is a dark IPA, uh, and Carahelis, and hopped with Super Galena Hop Extract for Bittering, Nelson Southern and Delta for Flavor, and then Dry Hopped with a blend of Citra and Galaxy. <laughs> nice. So, Interesting. Interesting components. The color is a a muddy cola. So the alchemist at Vermont Pub and Brewery, uh, or at least the brewer. Um, I'm sorry, I lost his name. It was in here somewhere. He made one of the first black IPAs at, at Vermont Pub and Brewery. Um, no, and of course John Stone, Kinnick. and of course Stone. You no, know, they did their anniversary beer. And then made the supply myself righteous. So it's one of their big, you know, big run beers now. And uh, of course, Jamie at Ninkasi makes all kinds of hoppy stuff. Even though I don't think I've ever had a black IPA from Ninkasi, but we're a little far away. We don't get them here every day. Mm-hmm. So, what's this thing smell like? It smells like a lot of hops. Smells. It smells like more than just hops. It has a, has some some fruity hops. It has some really dank hops. But then it also has, you know, some brown ale thing going on or something like that. I'm getting some malt in the aroma too. All I'm getting is hops. I'm just getting like you put a bunch of hops in a bowl. I'm also getting a lot of spice, like uh, something peppery, but not pepper. What is it? What is it? What is it? It's. trade. I want to see if I can smell what you're smelling. I'm smelling all kinds of wonderful things in there. Yes, you are. Yours, this is more more spicy and peppery yeah. or something. It's like, yeah, yours is pretty much just hops in the nose and mine... Yours is malty and mine is, is hops. It's weird. Who? Which one did I pour first? I poured mine first, I think, right? I don't know. You yeah. usually do pour yours first and then pour mine second. And then okay, so the top is more fascinating than the bottom. <laughs> At least on the aroma. It's interesting that it happens sometimes, that, that even just in, in a 12-ounce bottle, you can You get, would even think during the pour, I mean, I could see in beers where you're rousing the sediment where it would make a big difference. Yeah. But just And there normal, is some sediment in here. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's pretty cloudy, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I was thinking we could mix them, but maybe we'll just taste from each other's glasses mm-hmm. instead of... And keep them separate. Uh, it's just fascinating. We get this more often than you would expect, where... The first half of the bottle and the second half of the bottle taste different. Brewers might say, "Well, drink the whole bottle, damn it!" You know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think you find that because beer is is not milk. Beer is not a homogenized product. It is it's a living product. I mean, especially in stuff like this where the yeast is there, it, it's it's alive. You don't think of much about stratification other than the yeast settling out, though. You know, you don't think about it, and you would think that it would be such a fleeting thing that just pouring it would mix it up enough that they'd be more or less equal, but they're not. Not not in this case, apparently. So let's give it a a sip and see what we get. Mm. Brown sugar and cinnamon. I was wondering how much malt, I mean, because I'm getting getting molasses, I'm getting uh, a little bit of licorice, I'm getting... Yeah, we're going to drink from each other's glasses now. Like, my first sip, it reminded me a little bit of Palo Santo, actually. There's a little bit of, like, 
aromatic wood going mm-hmm. on in there too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mine's a little more woody and a little more and, woody, and, also a little brighter. Mm-hmm. You think it's brighter? I thought yours was a little more hoppy and, and br- I would have called no, that. But bright. there's a little more juiciness character okay. to yours. There's a little so, but mine's a little more earthy, and I think you get that from the, some the sediment that was put in mm-hmm. there too. But um, no, it, it it is interesting, and um, yeah, I mean, even from yours in the late aftertaste, there's a lot of spicy. It reminds me of like a dusty den or something like that. Like there's, you know, I'm thinking like old books and leather, and that's the carafa. I think. I mean, I think it, it imparts some of that. I think in every beer we've had carafa. There's a little bit of of some sort of yeah, like old library. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it's just something like that, you know, old books. Yeah, it, it, it sounds weird, but I mean, I took a sip of Greg's beer, and I'm in, mm-hmm. just envisioning, you know, this, you know, imagine Indiana Jones finding the den of another guy who died 30 years ago type thing, you know, and he's looking through his notebooks, you know, that's kind of what I pictured exactly, yeah. you know? Or, or you go into a deep, dark, you know, a cave that has a whole array of books and a candle and someone has obviously been reading, you know, mm-hmm. had, has old and old books that they've been reading about yeah. candlelight. That's funny how that, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And we both kind of went the same place. Yeah. That's so crazy. Either we just, uh, we may have lost a few listeners. They're like, these guys are a-holes. They're <laughs> talking about beer tasting like an old dusty book. <laughs> Well, talk about what you know. <laughs> <laughs> no one uses books. Everyone uses e read I have an e-reader with me, so yeah, it's it tastes like my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice beer. I mean, it, it, it's just really complex. There's a lot yes. to taste and and really think about here, and. It is. It, we haven't talked about the hops, but because we both expected it to be a hoppy beer, we're more fascinated by the things that are not the hops. Yeah, I, th- I think what's interesting about this is we talked about it, the, the ridiculous kind of hops that were in there, but they all form a... Uh, it, 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 it's not the highlight of the beer to me. The highlight of the beer is, is, is the malts and, and the way they're playing around there. It's still an IPA. It, it's still got deep bitterness and it has a, a juicy hop stuff but they they feel more like accents well i mentioned i think my tongue's kind of getting a little you know blurred, to, blurred together a little bit because i remember thinking back when i first took the sip right i talked about those dank hops right you know kind of mildewy or you know like wet and moist type things and that kind of plays into those other flavors we we're talking about right so there's a crazy interplay and I'm not even ready to give up like some of these spicy things I think might be coming from hops instead of from mm-hmm. fermentation and things like that you know so I think there's crazy boundaries being crossed here with this beer well, I don't know the last time I, I think we've had Galaxy before but that, that's a rare one mm-hmm. uh, Nelson Southern are the ones that are kind of grapey yeah uh, Delta not quite sure on I those. I don't think I've heard of Delta before, actually. And Super Galena Hop Extract for bittering. Mm-hmm. So I actually used a, a plain old resiny hop extract. Yeah, just it's just... to bitter it. So, interesting. That's a cool beer. 
Yeah, it's really good. I, I I enjoy it. It's complex. It's got different tales to tell. That's that's the kind of stuff that we really look for. I think is is a beer that can take us on journeys, and this one can take you on a has a story to tell. It's not it one. It does. I'm just enjoying it now. I think we've given all the description I can that, that would be useful and or unuseful. It's weird. I find that IPAs are a hard show to talk about because they tend to be so dominated by flavors that are that are a little bit that are either overly strong or hard to place. So it's it, malty beers, and you know we can describe the fruitiness, we can describe mm-hmm. you know the the brainness, those factors. But a hoppy beers, you're kind of forced into more abstract things like mm-hmm. a dank library, <laughs> right? All right, so we're going to this one. Um, we just got in the mail. Friend and helper at Saver last year, JD, sent us a couple beers. And this is the Firestone Walker Wooly Jack. This is our Wookie Black Jack. Oh, Wookie Jack. Black Rock. Not Wookie like Star Wars. W O O K E Y. This won a gold medal in the 2012 Great American Beer Festival for American style black ale. This is a black IPA with rye. 8.3% alcohol by volumes, 80 IBUs, SRM color 45, which is pretty darn black. There are some vaguely tannish highlights, but that's you know that's about it. it, it it's black. You can't see through this sucker. Malted with, are you ready? Pal- pale malt, malted rye, dash of Kara rye, midnight wheat from Bryce, debittered black malt, and a dash of Wookiee dust. I'm not sure exactly what a Wookiee is. <laughs> it has a weird aroma, man. Uh, hopped with German Magnum, Citra, and Amarillo. Lots of Citra tonight. And Amarillo. Uh, German Magnum is using the bittering. Citra and Amarillo were using the flavor, aroma, and double dry hopped. Smell this. Um, really weird. It's almost like a... What is that? It's peppery. It's... What was that? You said Wookiee dust or something like that? Is that is that what we're smelling? What I, is Wookiee dust? I have no idea what Wookiee dust is. They don't really explain on their site what it is. Okay, so you search for a Wookiee dust and you get everything back. <laughs> the first ten links are about this beer and then the next one is Urban Dictionary <laughs> about Wookiee. Um, so probably not what we're looking for. Um, but maybe it is because they do have you know Velvet Merkin, right? So they do name some of their beers <laughs> after... Uh... Okay. Looking at the description... They have an interesting thing here that they say. Wookie Jack is gnarly on the outside, yet complex and refined on the inside. So I want to see how the flavor, if, if they're right, if the aroma is distinguished significantly from the flavor. So the aroma, I do want to try to put some words on here. So it's something that is 
oh my, it's so strange. It's it's a little bit peppery. It's a little bit mushroomy. It there's well, a little aroma of ammonia it, and urea. A little a little durian, maybe. No, <laughs> no? no I'm thinking more <laughs> urinal. Urinal? I'm not getting that at all. Uh, not. I'm getting like a fungus or something, like uh, some kind of. I don't know. It's no, I'm, I'm getting like a dry, like, like a dry like fungus or you're, something. You're at the gas station. And someone, you know, someone twenty feet away just closed the door to the to the bathroom, and you can smell just a, a vague hint of that. Here, smell mine. See if you smell something different. Something a little more sort of spicy. No, it's about the same. No. Okay. Well, I'm smelling something different. Although mine Gregory. is stronger. Have you? Did you smell mine? Mine is, has a stronger, more deep. I'm not getting dirty urinal at all. I'm not saying it's all there, but there's a component there. There's there's a component there. Now, I mean, what I'm getting, I mean, the, I mean, there's some some hops in there. You know, there's a little bit of. You know, fruitiness, you know, like an orange or something. But I'm getting the main, most Maybe fascinating moss. thing. Okay, uh, so moss. Yeah, they're, now we're getting the same place. That's kind of where I'm getting this. It's this earthy, spicy, but it almost feels like some kind of like ground. It's it's not like nutmeg at all. But no, no, it, <laughs> no, it's nothing like nutmeg. No, what is that? It's so. Are you thinking like grains of paradise or something? Are you no, along those lines? No. So I'm, it's I'm a lot more. To, it's a lot more earthy or yeah, dirty. I'd than say that. closer to the durian than anything else you picked. To be honest, although it doesn't have the same kind of oof that to me the durian did. I, you know, uh, see, I didn't find the durian as offensive. It had a yeah. unique. I, 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 I hope I'm not wishing it into this beer, but I do get a, the fruity part of durian. I'm getting a little bit of that. I think. It's a strong aroma. It's a strong aroma that that may not that may offend delicate sensibilities. Let's just put it that way. I just took a sip. It's 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 interesting. I am getting a little bit of. I, I'm sticking with it. I'm getting a little bit of durian in the flavor too. Um, the the sweet fruity part of durian, not the onion part. The creamy not, onion. <laughs> There's something the part of durian that seems more like a fruit than than nasty. What part is that? <laughs> the part that I could taste and you couldn't. Right. Hmm. Keep keep big big. I mean, there's lots of hops, but it's very oh oh, it's so weird. It's 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 confusing. I mean, there's hops there, but it goes right into this creamy. So weird. I don't know. I don't know if I can take it. You don't like it? No. Huh. I really don't like it. It's... See, that's proof that it's durian. <laughs> it, it, it just tastes like a mouthful of... A mouth, like a urinal cake. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what it tastes like to me. It's won a gold medal with the GABF. I know. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I'm surprised it won. I don't. I mean, I don't taste any 
obvious packaging flaws or anything. No, no, so, I, I don't taste any flaws so either. I, I think that this is the beer that we're this supposed to be tasting. This is what they're going tasting. for. There's, there's no question in my mind. This yeah. is what they're going for. But it's it's just a flavor that is that is kind of repellent to me. It's just it it does not agree with me at all. Okay. And now I'm getting to more hops, and the hops are this. It's this four-lane highway, maybe six-lane highway of resiny green bits of just like... See, dank's not the right word. What's the right word? The right word is... While you're saying that, I'm going to get the dump bucket, because this is too much for me, unless you uh, want it. Uh, don't get the dump bucket. Just get another glass. Yeah, okay. I don't want to pour this out. I might drink it. Um... Okay, so I'm soloing here. Oh no, the pressure. Um, what am I? Let me take another sip here. It's it's a very. Oh, what's a good word for that? Oh, I'm having such a hard time here. Dank doesn't fit. Doesn't have that little moist, you know, drippy cave mildewy thing going on. But it has, and resin doesn't quite fit either. To uh, what? I'm having a really hard time putting a flavor to the hop that I'm getting now. It's just gross. <laughs> Stop being a jerk, man. Um, no, I I am a fan of Firestone Walker. They make some beers to me that, that are great. This one, no. This one just does not appeal to me at all. It's It's a weird one. I don't find it objectionable. And it's fascinating, but it's not quite as complex as the as the the Stone collaboration. The Stone collaboration has you know it was your like thirty side you know role playing game dice, right? You know, there's just so many things going on there. You know, this one has like I think things you're talking about a twenty sided die. No, thirty. How are you going to make a thirty sided die? I've I've seen like ridiculous. Yeah, but I don't know about thirty. Can you do that geometrically and, Geom- and, and make a fair die? I don't know. I don't think you can. Here you go. 30 sided dice. You can? Ta da! Yeah, I guess I'm. You can get those on Amazon.com through our affiliate link. <laughs> <laughs> In five brilliant colors. You want to get some of, you want some of this? Yeah, yeah. Let's get this taste out of my mouth. Got a growler here of East End Brewing's Big Hop. So you're only going to get this here in Pittsburgh. That's it. They don't. They only have really a production line. They they do growlers. They do case. They do kegs. Yeah. So you can get it at taverns. You know, as far east as the last time I checked, as far east as Bedford, and I'm really not so sure of north, south, and west. Uh, this is a 5.8% IPA with a starting gravity of 1.054 degrees Plato, 70 IBUs hopped with uh, good old American Centennial and Cascade hops. Traditional. Malted with pale no, ale, Munich. No woolly dust. Yeah. <laughs> pale ale, Munich. Maybe the woolly dust is like butt dust. Pale ale, <laughs> Munich, crystal caramel, and other barley malts with a small portion of of wheat and the color is a really uh, a reddish golden so like uh if you're if you're a game of thrones kind of a lannister color 
Huh? Literary reference. Okay. So I'm going to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, well, Wookiee is a dog's turd that is covered in their <laughs> ass fur <laughs> after they cross over and make Chewbacca sounds when the lawnmower hits them. So yeah, a dust from a dog turd. That, that about sums up my description of that beer. I think you can tell what's going last on my list. I like how it's you know it's tied into the sound that it makes when you run them over with the lawnmower. <laughs> <Roar>! <laughs> and then the quote, you know, oh f, I ran over that Wookie with my mower, mm. and dust got in my mouth. <laughs> Damn dog! And it tastes like Firestone's <laughs> Wookie Jack. Wouldn't that be a real, real shitter if they um, if took w- up ground up dog shit and put it in the beer? <laughs> we told you that Wookiee dust in it. Number one, you know, one number one definition on Urban Dictionary talks about Wookiee dust. So, <laughs> number three is a hairy chick, <laughs> and this is Wookiee spelled this way. Yes, yes. W O O. K-E-Y. Hmm. Uh, all the other noses have spoiled me. All the other beers have have overwhelmed me with, with aroma, and, and I'm just not getting much from this one. Really? I'm getting a... I mean, it's not a same hoppy aroma. The smell I'm getting off that is uh, a little bit malty, a little bit yeasty. Yeah, I think I, I, you're right. I was looking for hops, and I think that's that's where mm-hmm. I was going. I, I was I kept looking for the hoppiness. And I, okay. I was sort of distracted from 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 trying to get to the to the other stuff there. But yeah, there, there's there's a little yeasty stuff. There's kind of a you know I don't know if I would have picked it out, but they said wheat, and I can sort of pick out a little bit of a weedy character just because that was said. Yeah, probably. There, there's not very much wheat in Big Hop. Just a little more mouthfeel than flavor, yeah. really. I'm going to drink Greg's uh, Wookie Jack. You're not going to drink Big Hop with me? Okay, That's I'll the save, point of the okay, show. I'll save the Wookie Jack for the post show. Yeah. Fine. We got nowhere to go. That's a. I should rinse out the Wookiee dust. Probably. Okay, so that, that that's yeah, that's a more traditional uh, sticky IPA. Is is big hop? It's got it's got the. <laughs> I was just thinking about this Chewbacca sound, and you know, equating that to my lawnmower oh. running running something over. <laughs> it just had to make. <laughs> All right, so here we go, big hop. It's still got a uh, from the growler. It's got this is more of the French bread. This is more in terms of, in terms of the multi quality here. There's there's a there's an almost sourdough like quality to to the maltiness here, and then the hops are giving a pretty a pretty deep grapefruit. There's no sugar on this grapefruit. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's um, it's definitely different from the other beers tonight. The aroma was still pretty yeasty, but the flavor—it's the most bitter beer of the night by mm-hmm. far. And it's funny because, you know, Big Hop's the local beer. You don't really think of it as a bitter IPA, 
And I've had it at bars, you know, and it's been a long time since I've had Big Hop and a Growler at home. But I've had it in bars, and man, yeah, the bitter that's hanging on my tongue is not what I was expecting. Hmm. We've had it, it's been an interesting show. Centennial's most of the hop in this one, if I remember right. And uh, yeah, so you're getting. You're getting. Getting. You're getting jiggy with it. <laughs> you're getting a lot. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe the my palate's kind of wrecked from, from the crazy beers that, tonight. I think maybe that's that the wookie explanation. Dust. That'll kill you. Let's do a little shameless self-promoting right now. So we talked about it a couple times. We're trying to get some referral stuff. Again, we already did a, a two-minute sojourn on the show. Two-minute? Two for real? Something like that. I'm Maybe. against commercial. Let's not, let's not overdo it. We have referral links on our website for... We'll put that at the end of the show. Yeah. No. All right, fine. Amazon? Jeff, put his foot down. If you want to go shopping for uh, anything on Amazon, go to Craft Beer Radio, click our link, and we will get credit for your sale, and it doesn't cost you anything more. You got uh, If you're looking for website hosting, Bluehost uh, is a great web host. We've been using it for years and years now. Yes. And uh, you can get a referral from us to Bluehost. And also Midwest Homebrewing Supply. If you're looking to buy homebrew stuff and if you use Midwest Homebrewing Supply, why not go to Craft Beer Radio and click that referral link and give uh, Craft Beer Radio a little something-something. Also, yeah. we've redone the PayPal links on our website, so if you want to donate money... We would be appreciative of your support. And in case you're listening in, in the future, we're working on Newegg and... Uh, they haven't approved our stuff yet, and it's been like well, four we, weeks now, so I'm kind of like, eh, well, I'm not sure if it's going to we'll come see, in. I mean, it may come in, but Newegg and what was the other one? Uh, Think Geek. Think Geek. So we're working on those. So you, if you're listening four months from now, maybe. Yeah, it would be nice, but... Check uh, first. I thought, oh... But, but remember, remember which of us is on your side, listener. Yeah, I signed up for those, you know, referral programs over Christmas. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe it'll come in next week. You know, it didn't come in next week. I'm like, oh, it was Christmas. It'll come in the week after. Now it's like middle of January. It's like, I'm not sure I'm going to hear from these guys. But send them a beer. They'll change their mind. We can do the whole thing where we send uh, Dogfish Head oh, um, Worldwide Stout again. That, that's when I had the, the, the free shipping loophole. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. All right. What beer am I? Oh. Remember when we had time to prepare for the show? Mm. Or when I had time to prepare for the show? All right. So you want to rank? Yeah. We didn't talk too much about Big Hop, but my palate's wrecked. I'm kind of... It's... IPA shows, people always ask for them, but... I think that they they tend to, unless we get a bunch of just fantastic ones, they tend to go along a weird line because the, they're like Je- like we said before, they're really hard to to quantify as such a wide open category, and you never quite know what you're going to get, especially if ones you haven't tried before. But for me, I think that my number one is going to be the more black than more brown than black. That would that was. We don't we we don't really use the phrase wild beer anymore. Um, yeah, we should get well, back to it. I think we need to find one. You know, I mean, I 
again, the more beer you taste, you become somewhat jaded, right? Right. You know, the beer was good, but it didn't like make me sit back and say, whoa. Maybe not, but it was a beer that told a story, and, and most beers don't. Most beers, you know, tell a side of a story, but not a really complex and interesting journey that you take you on right there. Uh, so I'm going to call that one. That was obviously the best of the night. That, that was the one I enjoyed the most and, and also had just the most complexity and that really interesting. And, uh, I've predicted Greg's rankings here. Let's see if I'm right. Okay. Uh, so my second beer, <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to figure out where to rank Big Hop because, like Jeff said, it's it's kind of after our palates are kind of wrecked, which makes it hard to put in the grand scheme of things. But where it does is where it goes is not second. I think that Outlaw goes second. Um, I think that the sweetness of it was uh, originally I was expecting something more along the lines, something more hoppy, and the sweetness of it caught me off guard, but. I, I got into it. So I'm going to put Outlaw second. Third, I'll put Big Hop. Jeff is, Jeff is wrong all around. Big Hop is just a, is, is just a fine example of, of, of a good IPA. It's a little, a little more, a little more hoppy than, than I like in, you know, if I were doing everyday beer, I mean, you know, my, my favorite IP of all time is probably Alpha King. Uh, the one that I can get around here that I love the most is is Two Hearted, but Big Hop is is a good substitute. It's a little a little too bitter for to be by total standard, but I like it. Uh, fourth, Anti Hero. They really kind of overdid that hop stuff. The that green. With the green, it wasn't green slime. It was green juice or whatever I called it. <laughs> uh, it kind of over, yeah. It overplayed its hand, and again, I'm just, uh, I'm not the biggest IPA fan. I'm really, uh, I love a great IPA, but since the field is so wide, it can go a whole bunch of different ways, and I find it misses the target more often than it hits. <clears throat> And finally, the the Firestone Wookie Jack, which, uh, like I said, was it just was repellent to me. It was it was gross. I couldn't take it. Jeff, all right. So here I typed in my rankings already, but I may change them on the fly. So all you right. might have to adjust those. I'll be ready. My uh, top beer of the night is the Stone Ninkasi Alchemist collaboration. You know, we were expecting a pretty. I was, I was expecting a one, maybe two note IPA with you know black color, and what I got was this fantastic, complex, malty, spicy, herby yep. beer, and it knocked my socks off. And it's the best beer of the night. And I do say this is a craft beer radio go find type of beer. Sure, definitely. Um, you know, I CBR approved. It, it definitely CBR approved. It's um, things I've never tasted in a beer. The and I, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I think like things are crossing some serious boundaries. I think we were getting spiciness from hops. I think we were getting, you know, 
other things that, you know, would typically be attributed to a different component of the beer from, you know, another component of the beer. Uh, an excellent experience, for sure. Uh, could not... Well, I could recommend it more, but not by much. It, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Number two, this is pretty far off from gray drinking, but I'm going to put the Antihero from Revolution Brewing. It was a big West Coast IPA with lots of hops and really well done. I really dug it. Um, not, you know, the biggest, you know, thing about wrapping it up is it didn't build and build and build and become too bitter. It clean somehow cleaned your palate every sip. And, you know, the last sip was as good as the first sip. And, you know, wasn't burdened by like, oh, too much hops. Three... Um, debating between the outlaw and the Wookie Jack. He's wrong about the Wookie Jack. What's that? Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna put the outlaw by a hair because it wasn't hard to figure out. It was just simple and good. You know, it was hey, juicy cake IPI IPA. No, you didn't have to burn too many brain cycles to figure out why it was good, uh-huh. right? So I'll put that one third. Wookie Jack, I liked it, but man, was it was it a confusing beer? I mean, it was bonkers. It was crazy. It had <laughs> Wookie dust in it, which, if Urban Dictionary is correct, is not something you want in a beer. Not at all. And then number four, Big Hop. I think uh, Order of Flight. Five. Five big hop. I think order a flight, you know, it just it's enjoyable. I'm drinking it now. But like the other it was also suffered from the beers we chose. The other beers we chose, even if Wookie Jack is confusing and weird, it's still complex and interesting and fascinating to someone like me. And you know when you're ta- when you've tasted as many beers as I've tasted and you find something like, Holy crap, what is that? If it doesn't tastes like dog poo even though it may be dog poo <laughs> it's still like whoa they did something I, completely new in a beer i've tasted nearly as many beers as you had as you have mm-hmm. and i find it really gross so but you could buy your beer caveat emptor on this you can get within you. six feet of durian and i love the shit so yeah no it's true we have different tongues we are different people yes. believe it or not we are different. Greg is not me in a false voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Jeff. That's my false <laughs> All right. That is Craft Beer Radio episode 235 for January 19th, 2013. We hope you had an enjoyable time listening. We had an enjoyable time podcasting. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. It is available under the Creative Commons license. Visit our website for more information. Um, www.craftbeerradio.com is our website. Email, we have beer at craftbeerradio.com. Greg at craftbeerradio.com. Jeff at craftbeerradio.com. We have Twitter, CBR Greg, and at Jeff Bear. We have Facebook and Google Plus. You can find the stuff there. And we got all those affiliate links. Please support Craft Beer Radio. Please support it like you would support the president. Inauguration day, that's why, in case you're wondering. So, uh, yeah, see you next time. Crappy Radio. <laughs>